what is up YouTube and anywhere else that you may be watching this video. Uh, thanks for checking in. We are here today, Hannah and Tim from Bell Vista Studios. We're going to, hmm, we have secretly <laughs> planned some <laughs> questions for each other that we haven't shown each other and it's on how to effectively storyboard. So that's what this video is all about. I'm going to ask Anna questions to begin with. She's just going to give her a response. Sure. I'm not saying rapid fire because the amount of times you say it's rapid <laughs> fire. It. And yet this is not a rapid fire, but it will be not a, you're, if you clicked on the video, you know the length of the video. So you know if it's rapid fire or not. That's a pro tip for yeah, watching our videos in YouTube. It's beyond 30 well. minutes, it's not rapid yeah. fire. <laughs> All right. So, Anna, are you ready for first questions on how to effectively storyboard? Hannah's our lead instructional design storyboarder in Bell Vista Studios as well. So pressure's on. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I wanted to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we'll start it. Oh, I want to say easy, but it might not be easy. Right. Okay. <laughs> what kind of formats can you do storyboarding in? Oh, um, you can do it in PowerPoint, mm -hmm. which I really liked. You can do it in Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could do it in storyline, but it's not something that I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've done pen and paper as well. Before. Oh, good one. I know it's not I have done that before. Time. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, maybe. <laughs> prompt you. I'm really, that's how the answer to yeah. me. <laughs> say, Hannah. No, it's not like <laughs> I think my first storyboard was pen and paper. Oh yeah. It is good to get your ideas out in a like an easy, clear way. Yeah. It flows a bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah. It's very different to think from yeah. computer screen. And like just yeah, piece of paper and pen, you can get outside the box thinking. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks, mate. All right, what elements should you include in a storyboard? You know how we break ours down? Um, yeah, so I think I don't know if I'll get all the parts, I'll do my best, but I think the really important parts is having an intent for the screen. So like mm -hmm. what is the the whole point of having that screen there? And I think that's super important because sometimes we can get carried away and create this really cool activity and all this text and whatever, but if it doesn't meet the goal, then there's no point in creating it. So that's a really important part for me. Uh, the type of screen. So whether it's like an interactive activity or whether it's just text and image, um, and that can be really helpful for the developer to know what type of screen they're developing. Um, the visual aspect of the screen. So we don't go into a lot of detail, but just, like you might have a box to represent an image and you might have another box to represent a text box just to give an idea of how you would like things to be placed on the screen. Um, we have a spot for text on the screen. So whether it's just paragraphs of text or whatever text you're including, we have a part for instructions. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to have that as a separate component for us because it helps us know have we told the learner what they need to do to progress? And then the developer can make that information stand out. So they know that the learner needs to see that important instruction on the screen. Um, we have an audio script sometimes. So if there's like, whether there's voiceover or not, um, different media. So you might put like the link to a video that you're gonna include on screen, a link to an image um, or an audio clip. Uh, we also have a spot for client comments. So we just make it really clear this is where the client can put their feedback so they're not wondering like what am I supposed to do with this um and then we have we also have like notes to developer and notes to client too so that's just if there's anything extra that you need to communicate about a screen that's outside of the boxes that we have in our storyboard I think they'd be the main ones hmm. yeah and like slide number that sort of thing 
Yeah, no. But do that at the end, the slide numbers, because that's something I learned. <laughs> because if you put the numbers against each slide at the beginning, if you make any changes, you have to like adjust it and like manually type in. So yeah, it's good to like do that at the very end of the storyboarding process. And sometimes we don't even put it in there. No. I think we're starting to realize it's not even really that necessary. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> cool. If you want <laughs> our um, storyboarding template, just jump onto the Creator Hub and download it. It's free. You'll get what Hannah's talking about. It's in PowerPoint format. Um, okay, so if someone is an instructional designer, but they're not the developer, what tips on how an instructional designer, mm. how should they communicate to the developer so that it's not lost from the ID's head to the developer's tangible yeah. output? I think just being like really specific. So imagining if you were the developer and didn't know anything that was in your head, it's really hard to do that. Sometimes it's easier if you get someone else to have a look at it and just make sure that you've made it really clear. But I think just being like obviously clear, like even though you think something's obvious, put it down like as clearly as possible so anyone could pick up that storyboard and develop it exactly yeah. how you would want it developed. So I think it's just, yeah, really specific instructions. Um, and if, yeah, there's anything that you think could be misinterpreted, just putting it in that notes to the developer yeah. part. Yeah. And even maybe finding examples online yeah, around that's like a, that's a visual a representation of this is what I'm trying to this communicate. Is what I mean. Yeah, that's yes. really cool. Yeah, cool. And I would say talk to them as mm. well, like set it up is what I'm thinking as an ID actually like possible because sometimes in the technologies it's not so yeah have that you kind of co-create it and it yeah. should overlap as opposed to like two separate journeys on the project definitely yeah Agreed. cool um what have i got next what about if you're a solo instructional designer and you have mm. no one to check your work so how should you check your own work and make sure that you're proofreading it and producing quality work um, I think an important thing is to take a break. So if you've created a storyboard, don't check it as soon as you finish creating it. Create the storyboard first, whether it's like going for a walk or like doing it the next day. This is all the things you taught me. You're like, yes, you finally get it. <laughs> um, yeah, just take a break. And I think also looking at it from another perspective. So rather than say you're developing in storyline. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're talking about a storyboard. So it'd be in PowerPoint, but maybe just like looking at it in a different way, whether it's know, like on your phone, phone or something. Or, yeah. 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 Or just, I think the best thing is just taking a break and then looking at it from a fresh perspective and just having like your process set up. You know how we talk about like, I'm going to go through the whole storyboard and just look at grammar yeah. and then I'm going to just look at spelling. and I'm going to just look at interactivity Yeah, and just like really putting it into different components rather than trying to do everything at once. Yeah. I think it's really helpful. Mm. One thing I do is I'll read from the back to the beginning. Oh, so if I'm cool. looking for spelling mistakes, I read like word by word. Because otherwise, if it's in a sentence, True. I'm like skimming. You start skimming. So yeah, yeah. work backwards is one. Hmm. That's really cool. I like that. A bit weird, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of visual design, so you said that we have like that part for um, communicating what might be on the e-learning screen, for example. Mm -hmm. What level of detail at a storyboard phase would you be putting in that visual element um I wouldn't include color so it'd always be black and white um it's really like there's not a lot of details to be honest like I would just do however I wanted the screen set up I would use shapes to 
show the developer what I'm wanting. So it might be like a square for an image, a square for text, and just have like a label on that object stating what it should be. Um, like and button or yeah, image. button, yeah. yeah. And usually the activity type can help as well. Like if you put drag and drop, mm. you would sort of replicate it on the screen, but the developer would create a drag and drop. So if you're happy with that, then that's enough detail. But I think like what we have is we have our e-learning style guide. So mm. the e-learning style guide gives more detail around like the colors that should be used and when those colors should be used. Oh. Um, and how like the look and feel of the e-learning module should be. So for me, I keep it really simple and then get the developer to use that e-learning style guide to create the look and feel the way that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important part of our process that we've learned is to separate visual mm. and content because when we present them at the same time, clients get so caught up on the visual side of it that they don't focus on the content. So we do it as two separate processes yeah. and we get approval at two different times so that they're mm. not saying, oh, we don't like the character there. We don't like those colors or we don't like those buttons. It's like, no, we just want you to focus on the content right now yeah. and we don't try to distract them. Yeah. Yeah. so it's like stick men and things like that if it is or like just literally a smiley face if we're indicating like a scenario or something yeah definitely it cool. sort of reminds me just quickly this is not rapid fire so like <laughs> um, if you think of like a plan of a house you know how it's like black and white and it just shows like the rooms mm. and it's really high level but it's like the structure mm. to me that is a storyboard it's like the structure the plan of a house and then the look and feel is like what paint are we going to choose and what decorations are we going to have yeah. and it's like adding that those sort of elements which come after you need yeah. to get the structure right first and then you move on to like the making it look pretty and all yeah. that sort of stuff because you don't know if it's going to be a bathroom or yeah a living exactly room just yet. oh get you girl um so how many rounds of feedback should you be aiming for in reviews of your storyboard um so we have three rounds of feedback which i think is a good amount so the first round is like they find everything that they need so it's like that's a really intense one you want your client to like rip it apart <laughs> and basically just like tell you absolutely everything that they want to change about it and get it to a really good place for the round second round and then the second round's more refined like mm. now we've got it closer to where you want to be it should just be like a couple of little things we need to tweak and then the third round is like, this is you approving it basically. So like you need to make sure that it's what you want and it might be like very minor mm -hmm. changes. So I think three works really well. Yeah. And it's like a funnel. You start wide and it gets closer and closer to the end product. Yeah. Nice. And I think how you get there is just communicating what you need people to put, what you need people to give you feedback on in each round. And that's how you hone it in and communicating like, this is your last time to provide feedback because the next time this is what's happening. Yeah, love it. Cool. Uh, any lessons learned from your life as a storyboarder? Um, I think it's just been to be like very specific around how you want things because it's very easy to think if you're the one storyboarding, you've got something in your head and it's not always portrayed that way. Mm. So I think the way I do it is I just try and make it as simple and clear as possible like include as much detail as i can yeah that's been my biggest lesson yeah and yeah i guess what you're saying there is put yourself in the shoes of your end mm. user yeah and yeah. yeah get out of your head yeah does this make sense yeah cool 
Yeah. Ash, would you always storyboard oh, as an instructional designer? Yes, well, you have to Maybe I'll skip and I'll just ask you. <laughs> well, we can have um, different opinions. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> we are Belvis. Yeah, we are one. <laughs> We're all one. <laughs> we are. We're just energy British. Go on. <laughs> the whole video changes topic. Um, I think you should storyboard everything, but like the only thing I'm thinking of is sometimes with like an animation, you don't really need to storyboard. I think if it's something that you can just as long as you have like the objective and you're really clear on the objectives and uh, an idea of what you're trying to achieve. I think, I think e-learning modules, you should storyboard, but if it's something like an animation or a small component of the bigger project, then potentially you could get away with it. All right. We'll see what I say. Oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's story. <laughs> what is your process for getting content for your storyboard? Human centered design oh, and action. What does that look like? Practically. Yeah. So we hold a discovery workshop with our clients. So we get all of the content from them. And then we also hold a discovery workshop that helps us, helps us step into the shoes of the end user, um, come up with actions that help meet the goal. Uh, we get the client to come up and the end user to come up with scenarios that's relevant to the end goal that would help us meet it. So storyboarding is really good for us because we basically, we like have, everything we need to storyboard and it's so easy for us to storyboard we never start from scratch we always have the client content and we always run workshops with the client to get the exact information that we need yeah what kind of activities are you running to get that information um well user personas mm -hmm. um empathy mapping I would check out, like my advice would be to check out our human-centered design playlist on YouTube. And we've also got human-centered design learning opportunities. So courses and there is so much you can do. Like, yeah, empathy mapping, personas, user testing, user interviews. Yeah. Um, but I think the discovery workshop for me, which incorporates the empathy mapping and user persona and scenarios is the most important piece of like pre-storyboarding. If we yeah. don't do that discovery workshop, we are missing a lot of information and I think we'd end up making things up or yeah. looking on Google and finding information that's not contextual to the company or the end user. So yeah, yeah. human-centered design and action mapping by Kathy Moore would mm. be my. Yeah, definitely. So what Hannah's saying is she's going in and being curious and extracting the information yeah. relevant to the context of that client. Mm. And then uh, basically... So you have all this information, you have these scenarios, like how do you organize it so you can put it into your storyboard? Um, I think it's so coming up with the learning objectives. So mm. what, what actual um, object, objectives align with meeting the project goal and then looking at each objective and thinking what action or what would it look like in the real world if the learner was to meet that objective? So what we do then is we have those objectives and the actions and we do information mapping. So all the information that we've collected through human-centered design, action mapping, that workshop I spoke about, we have it all in one place and then we drag it against which learning objective it aligns with. And then that helps us get like a clearer picture of, okay, all of this information is relevant to that objective. And then what's the actual need to know information that we need to put into the storyboard to help achieve the goal. 
yeah so and then like information marketing, yeah, I think. yeah yeah definitely so do the workshops then you've got information sorry you do your learning objectives because themes start to come out right about yeah. against that success statement the themes come out which are your learning objectives which you just refine yeah then you're going what's all this content let's map that against yeah. where which uh learning objective it's important to yeah then when you've done that how do you get it into your storyboard um well i think it's looking at all the content figuring out the need to know and then once you know what the need to know is for each objective just thinking about what's the best way that someone would learn this mm. and i think the best way is to think about the real world so if the you're like yeah girl so if, yeah <laughs> so if the learner had to do that action in the real world what would it actually look like if you're a fly on the wall and then creating some sort of activity or experience that would create the most real and lifelike realistic mm -hmm. situation to put the learner in so when they face that situation in the real world they're more likely to be able yeah. to do it at what point would you, if a client had given you PowerPoint or policies and procedures, at what point in that would you have looked at them or would you look at them at all? Um, so I look at it after the discovery workshop and I have that as part of my information mapping. So like I'll be pulling information from the workshop and looking through the procedure and checking what parts of the procedure match with the learning objectives and help meet the goal. So I'd be pulling information from that. Mm. So what you're probably hearing there is like, it's a long time before Hannah looks at what the client's given us mm, because yeah. we do a lot of other work to extract the information yeah. and then we're just filling the gaps on anything that we might've missed, yeah. such as like a specific link or, yeah. you know, another policy or something like that. That's yeah. cool. Okay. My last question for Woo! you is, um, how do you hold yourself accountable that the content is meeting its intent for each specific thing that you put into the storyboard and that you're not getting carried away with information overload? Um, I think it's just before you start storyboarding, knowing what learning objective it's aligning with and more specifically what action related to that learning objective. So before I start storyboarding, we've got like, I think it says intent or something at the top, intent of the screen. And I make sure I'm really clear on the intent and then any information that I'm adding and what I'm creating, just continually checking against that intent to make sure that it aligns yeah yeah nice and that's almost yeah. down to like sentence by sentence hey? yeah like yeah. is this sentence necessary to meet that intent and if it's not yeah. don't put it in and then i guess that's where like when i do a peer review mm. like i'm going through as a learner and going does this make sense in yeah. my first review and then the second one is everything i'm like does that sentence help us meet that intent does it need to be improved to help us meet that intent or yeah. is it meeting it or is it even necessary yeah are you ready i am Woo. thank you round of applause <laughs> beautiful questions <laughs> kim beautiful questions beautiful answers okay some of my questions are a bit simple at the beginning but i think it would be nice because people watching or listening to this may not have done a storyboard mm. before yeah so you get questions about it all the time yeah what how could you simply explain to the people listening or watching what is a storyboard it's just planning your the work, the tasks that you're about to do. So it's your way of planning. Um, this is how I'm gonna present things. This is the flow. This is what it is. Yeah, it's your planning, whatever format you choose. Yeah, and why do you do it? To organize your brain, to organize everything that you have in existence around the whole project, mm. um, to help you make sure that 
you're planning towards meeting your client or your stakeholders objective, whatever that project goal is. Yeah. And that's where that information mapping that Hannah was talking about is like, is this relevant? Is it not relevant? So yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's the biggest problem as an instructional designer that storyboarding has helped you solve? Uh, being clear, yeah, not having an information overload. Yeah. So nice. with your what you're saying, like that intent, what am I trying to get the learner to do differently as a result of this screen? Okay, well then what do I have to help them do that? What activity will help them change their behavior afterwards? So yeah, I feel like that's what it's really about. Yeah. I want to change behavior. We need yeah. to be clear on the intent of what is that change in behavior? Yeah. What do I need to give them to be able to make an action or take it? take an action, make a decision to embed that change in behavior. Yeah, love it. Um, how detailed do you make your storyboards? When it, a storyboard is approved for us, we're taking it and we're making an e-learning course or we're making something tangible. Yeah. So the storyboard has to be approved. Mm. Um, and that what is important for us is the content. So all of the text, the video, scripts yeah. the video choices um websites tedx talks whatever it is anything that's content related is in the storyboard yeah how's your storyboard process evolved over the years uh well it's just kind of summarizes i guess what we were speaking about which is like in the past i would grab like powerpoints and mm. policies and start just and recreating what the client had. I was uneducated. Then yeah. I learned about action mapping and, like, oh and human-centered design. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't have to have all the answers to storyboard. There has to be some sort of process to be able to solve any problem, mm. which is like any kind of training. I surely there is a repeatable process that can help us do that yeah. to extract information to then communicate it in a way that changes behavior. And that's where what Hannah was describing earlier with do a discovery we have a project goal we run things like empathy maps user interviews personas we focus on actions and decisions then we did the learning objectives reveal themselves we make sure they're aligned to the um, success statement and then we map all of the information from the activities and anything else that's existing into the learning objectives yeah, and then we storyboard yeah makes sense doesn't it yeah <laughs> um do you think there are any e-learning projects where a storyboard is not required? Required? Maybe not our traditional thought of what a storyboard is, but uh, I do believe that storyboarding is just a plan. I'm glad that that's linking all back yeah. now. It's just a plan. So whether that is you picking up a piece of paper or like a little um, post-it note or something like that, you're just planning. You need to get out of your head and organize yourself. Yeah. So I would say that you should never complete a task without planning. Yeah. Even down to like writing an email and stuff like that. So yeah, plan definitely. and your storyboard is a format of planning. So yeah. therefore I'd say no. Nice. Everything needs a plan. Love it. Um, what tips do you have for creating a storyboard that's user-friendly for your client reviewers? Um, well, I guess if I use our storyboard template that has got each time a client's been like, this doesn't work and we're confused here, yeah, we've gotten better, but it's time. not perfect and not all clients want that. So we try it in that way, but if it's not working, then we adjust it. Mm. Um, I think if you do instructional design effectively, then a storyboard makes sense. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah exactly. If it yeah. doesn't, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so take the time to think about, and that's where the proofreading and QAing mm. your work when you come back. Like when I look at Hannah's work or anything else in the team, I'm like, okay, I'm a learner now looking at it. Mm. So I look at it on a different device. And that puts me into a receiving uh, frame of mind as opposed to the expert or the instructional designer. And therefore I'm able to go, that was clunky or that didn't make yeah. sense. So we're basically prototyping and um, what do you call it? User user testing. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes me think with Articulate Rise, you know how we noticed with PowerPoint, it was really hard because Articulate Rise is like different components mm. and you just keep scrolling. Yeah. Whereas our storyboards like screen by screen. So we realized for one project, it was easier yeah. to do a Word document because you just like did yeah. a different block for each row rather yeah. than, so little situations like that, I guess. Yeah, you just, just delete what you don't need, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Work it out and improve yeah. as long as you reflect, take action on what needs to be improved. Yeah, love it. Um, do you ever make decisions during development that don't reflect your storyboard? And if so, how do you manage that? No. I don't know if we do from memory. It's not coming yeah. up as something strong because because we we take those instructional design roles so seriously, and all those things mean that it's in a really good place. Yeah, and all stakeholders are on the same page, so therefore there isn't any real reason. What is a challenge is if a new staker, stakeholder comes in, which can happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, where they haven't been involved in the storyboarding process and then they come in at like the development stage and they see it for the first time and then they're like oh what if we put this in and what if we include this or what if we change this and then you're yeah. like back out buddy yeah <laughs> we have to go back with you yeah but then that's the importance of your success statement yeah. so then you say well we've gone through a process and this is why it is this way so you yeah. have that credibility and that accountability to say this is why we didn't make that decision and go down that path Yes. Or if they're still like, oh, but I'd really love to have this. Yeah. And you say, well, help us understand how that's going to help us achieve the success statement. Yeah. And your stakeholders that have been involved on the journey anyway, they'll be on your side because they have been through that. They've got the buy in the process. So they know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I think another thing I thought of was knowing as the instructional designer, what's going to work as well. Mm. Like not suggesting an interaction that isn't possible in the tool that you're using. So, for example, Articulate Rise, you can't, there's a lot of things that you can't do. It's less customizable mm. than yeah. Storyline. But I think you sort of learn that over time. And if you don't know, would you just suggest people figure it out before they storyboard Yeah, just it Google it. I'm thinking sure of possible. doing this kind yeah. of interaction. Does this tool have the capability? Yeah. Find it out. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, what would you say to a client if they were unhappy with the simplicity of a storyboard and wanted you to develop it instead in, for example, Articulate Storyline or? rise mm. what would you do that's interesting i think that you'd have to understand the true problem mm. and it's not there could be so many things there like what yep. is actually at play there um why is that important so that's probably just a conversation about you know what's not working what are your expectations and i'm digging deeper to understand the true problem of why yeah. they're bringing that up as an issue yeah and then go from there so you yeah. gotta put your instructional design hat on to a conversation i would say yeah yeah because you, no one should care about the format of a uh they might not understand what a story was yeah i think that's what it's gonna look like some oh yeah that does happen actually yeah. so you just need to be like that when you put your that's feedback just a wireframe <laughs> yeah 
clear parameters. We just want you to proofread it. We just want you to make sure that it flows and it's meeting the learning objectives. Yeah. If they're clear on their parameters for feedback, then they don't go, oh, but like I can't click on anything. I yeah. can't interact on anything. And we are very clear on that. So we probably don't get that question a lot. We're clear on it now because we've made those mistakes yeah, in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good to, yeah, in the handover to the client saying, this is just content. Don't yes. look at the look and feel. It's going to look very different in the end, but this focus on the content. Yeah, I like that. Um, what do you wish someone told you before you did your first storyboard? <laughs> what bit of advice would you have liked? Maybe to be clear on the intent of what a storyboard was for. Mm. Um, what is its purpose? So is it for me? Is it for the learners? Is it for who, what stakeholders is uh, care about it and why do they care about it? And that would help me present it, the right information in mm. the right way. Like, is it a yeah. personal document and just me planning or is it gonna be communicated? Who else is gonna see it? And what yeah. do they care about? And what is the next step past my storyboarding? Like what's mm. going to happen after I've done the storyboard? Yeah. I think that would help kind of mold. Put it all together. What you produce. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's, That's it. it. Smashed it. Well done. <laughs> well done to you. Um, thank you for watching the video. We would love to know if you have any questions about storyboarding. Put them in the comments because you know that we'll probably do some posts on that and answer your questions for you so you get some free coaching. And if this video has added value to you, we would love if you would share it with someone else because storyboarding is where we get a lot of the questions um, around you know, any level of instructional designer. So we'd love you to share it with people because there's a lot of struggling IDs out there that are just crying out for support and how to do effective storyboard. So yeah, hopefully this has added value. And if it has, that means it's, it's gonna add value to someone else as well, so share it with them. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you being part of our community. Thank you to the legends, Hannah. Thank you. And yeah, have a good day. Bye. Bye.